0: We're very interested in how Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon, syncs with every movie ever made. Welcome to *Sync Floyd. My name is the Gareth Blackler, your host on this podcast, but joining me... The co-tenant of hostage on this podcast, hostage not to be confused with hostage, um, although sometimes <laughs> I'm sure he feels that way doing a podcast with me. Whoa! Please welcome the James Baron. Hello. Hi there. It's the
1: James Baron. I'm the I'm the tenant that pays only in fish, <laughs> and you've, you're trying to trying to get rid of me, but you do put up with me because I've got a tender heart and soul. Whoa. Hi. How's it going?
0: Oh.
1: Um, welcome back to Sink Floyd, everyone's favorite podcast. Full stop. About.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: about. Full stops. <laughs> no. Um, about Pink Floyd and how it syncs with every movie ever made. Yeah. Um, what's up? <laughs> what is up? Um,
0: you know, just hanging. Just watched a pretty uh, spooky movie yeah. and spooky. very, very interested. To quote. Two characters from this film, very interested. Mm. James, what do you think about the trend of putting that in the front of movies so people think it's a different movie, e.g., the Suicide Squad and the Batman? I don't know.
1: It, I don't like it as a sequel. I uh, like a sequel title style. That, it especially annoyed me with Suicide Squad into The Suicide mm. Squad. That's so frustrating. <laughs> I, ho- I do kind of hope, though, that they finish a trilogy with A yeah. Suicide Squad. That would be the correct move. <laughs> but it's still bad from an optics standpoint because, like, surely, I feel like, like search result wise, <laughs> if you type in The Suicide Squad, um, you just get both movies. But I don't know for sure. Maybe we should rebrand as The Sink Floyd. Like we're... Because like Pink Floyd were originally the Pink Floyd experience. Really? Like that was their full... I think that was their full title and name. I think. Either that or it was like... That's like a a cover band that exists. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert on Pink Floyd even though I claim to be. But I am an expert on how it syncs with movies such as The House 2022.
0: Yes, not to be confused with House nineteen seventy seven, which we've also covered. Yeah. Or The House of Gucci. Or House sure of
1: Hill or Well, which um, we also covered. Yeah. Uh what other or the House of the T V series yeah. or House Music. Yeah. Monster House is another film. Um <laughs> Monster House Two coming out as a sequel. Uh Really? Yeah. They should rebrand really, it as the Monster House though, for yeah. for better optics. Um yeah, The the House, a, a 2022 release on Netflix, um, I believe, like straight to Netflix, right? Um,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I think it, was, um, it wasn't initially ordered by Netflix, mm. I think. I think it was made and then sold to Netflix. I see. But yeah, spooky anthology series of stop motion. Yeah. And what I'm even more interested to know, James, is what did you think of it? I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought yes. it was great.
1: Um, it is. It's not quite your full Oogie Boogie. I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give it my Oogie Boogie seal of approval that has Slimer pictured on it. But it is. Uh, it's it's semi Oogie Boogie. It's not too scary. Um, I would say it's just more kind of unsettling, especially the first mm. two uh, sections of this movie. Because as you say, it's an anthology story kind of film. Um, mm. with three separate parts. Um, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a really cool concept. It's sort of a, mm. um, it's, uh, f- four directors technically, because there's two, two people who did the first film, the first section. Yeah. Um, and three different stories all set in the same house. It feels very um, like exquisite corpse game, if you've ever heard of that. Ah. Like like you're all working off the same um, foundations, effectively. If you'll excuse the pun, but um, building <laughs> off of that and creating something together, I think that's really cool as a as a concept for a film. And it led to some some fun stories. Um, so, yeah, also, it's an animated feature, and I'm a big fan of animation and stop motion, which this is. Mm. So, yeah, I I loved it. What about yourself?
0: I, yeah, I, okay, very quickly have to shout out a movie called Exquisite Corpse, which oh, yes. uh, is all available on YouTube. It's really interesting. It's a half documentary, half the actual movie where uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of people wrote a script together, but they're only allowed to see the previous, like, handful of pages so the movie just jumps around and jumps around and then it's behind the scenes of how they wrote it of them watching it together and then also gets really deep about their friendship It's a really interesting cool movie that confused the hell out of the flatmate i was living with who kept walking past and watching these characters do weirder and weirder things (laughs) but as for the house Thoroughly loved it. I think I think I enjoyed it more the second time watching it with um Pink Floyd. Yeah, I think I did too, um, actually. Yeah. I think maybe it's because there's a chance to kind of settle in and know what you're in for. Mm. Especially the first story, you kind of need that. Because oh, it yeah. Is the, it is an Oogie Boogie that's luckily yeah. put off by two less Oogie Boogies. Yes. Um, it's a spooky time. But yeah, I loved it. I think it's really cool. It's like the studio just got together like some exciting animators that they liked who'd made stop motion short films. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, they all collaborated together on building this like actually building the house that's in it, designing what they will look like together. And then just going off to tell these wildly different stories. It's a good time. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Spoiler free recommendation. Check this one out. It's for, it's on, uh, on Netflix. So streamable for you. Yeah. Um, if you're down for a bit of a spooky time. But yeah, I would say I would agree in that they get like the first one comes in hard as, as like a as a oogie boogie. And then it's it ge- like gradually takes its foot off the gas in terms mm. of uh, uh, like spooks, you know. It's not like scary. There's no, there's no real like jump scares except like one comes to mind, I guess. But like not mm. really, not really a horror movie. Um, more of a like thriller, I would say. In a weird way. Um,
0: yeah. But yeah, uh,
1: I'm, I'm ready and excited to talk about it, um, if you are.
0: Yeah. I'm ready and excited to talk about it too, and I hope the listeners are ready and or excited. <laughs> Some might be excited, but not ready, and they're just going to give it a little pause. Oh, yeah. Jump back a few seconds and then again. <laughs> the headphones yeah, keep let's falling
1: t- out because they're just too excited. <laughs> they're jumping around and it's like, I-, I need to calm down just a little bit to enjoy the
0: podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's my new favourite listener. Yeah. <laughs> love you, nervous dog with the hands in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how I hope, that's how I imagine all of our listeners to be. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk oh, about- On your
0: thunder shirts, listeners, let's sync this movie with Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. That dark Side of the Moon.
1: Even. Th- oh, yeah, true. It's not yeah. we say. A lot of people
0: forget about that, though.
1: We We do say Dark Side of the Moon pretty much every time, but it is the mm. Dark Side of the Moon. So, there you go. The moon, too. Man. Uh, (laughs)
0: Dark side of moon. (laughs) Dark side of moon. (laughs) They're going to pop on dark side of moon. (laughs) Have a listen.
1: Oh, from the pink, the Floyd. Um, Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, Opening title, speak to me, etc. The opening titles of this movie are cool. They're like very Mm. arty. Very like MC ishery I would say. Like... Like, depictions of the interior of the house and the design of the house with, like, warping geometry and stuff. It looks yeah. quite nice. Um, almost like a sort of, like, lino cut kind of look as well. Um, and, yeah, mm. I, I, it's, like, quite short and quite fun. And then we pretty much go straight into the first story. Um, each of the um, sections of this movie uh, have their own, like, subtitle. Uh, which form kind of like a poem, I guess mm. um, they, they are they don't really match anything to do with the story <laughs> that they' that they're telling but that's fine. I will cut I will read them all now just so that you know yeah. First part is um, and heard within a lie is spun, which is a lot. Um, uh, second part <laughs> is uh, then lost is truth that can't be won. And the third part is Listen Again and Seek the Sun. So, yeah, it all rhymes. It's all very good. Mm. It doesn't mean anything, though. (laughs) Honestly,
0: the (laughs) titles are the scariest part of this film, really.
1: For real, yeah. I thought I was going to get, like, some kind of divine uh, intervention or something when I heard this. (laughs) I was like, Mm. is this, like, (laughs) yeah. And and then, like, especially after the first... uh, a story played out i was worried that they were all going to be similar kind of fables um because yeah yeah this first one reads to me very much like a grim fairy tale uh style mm. story and that it's yeah it's it's it appears to be a fable um and uh set in like indistinct time period of the past you know uh yeah pre-technology etc um and then like it's yeah, the, the, the thing about it is that it, 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 it reminds me of it in more ways than one, because the, um, the issue that I have with a lot of Grim Fury Tales is that you are introduced to characters that are like hard done by and like aren't well to do. They've got like very little resources, like the one that comes to mind all the time is Hansel and Gretel, like these poor mm. little kids that are like... T- literally disowned by their parents because they can't afford to feed them and sent into the woods and like are somehow taught a lesson, I guess about like (laughs) consumption when they encounter a witch and nearly die. I don't know. It's the, the, the moral becomes unclear. Like the longer you go through it and it just appears to be like a dark story. And this is very similar. I would say Hmm. that this, the, the moral of this story is vaguely like anti, Uh, like consumerism I guess or like opulence like be happy with what you have I guess is the lesson but like you're introduced to these characters and then they are (laughs) just sort of shown to be um, like they're like very poor people and then they get looked down on by other people who are rich and then they like get a taste of that rich life but no it's all some kind of horrible dark trick played on them and I'm like is that a good lesson? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just it, it Yeah. Just very similar feeling and energy to a to a grim fairy tale. But anyway, we'll roll into the story proper. That's mm. just my oh, yeah. like preemptive uh read on this section. So I needed to get that out yeah. of the way first. You've
0: got a good point. The fairy tales feel like they're just um punishing people who already have it bad. Whereas like the kind of more modern way to tell a story is maybe they'd get rich and then they'd figure out like, oh, it was better how it was and then get to return.
1: Exactly. Whereas these
0: characters don't get to return.
1: No. So yeah. you're just
0: like, oh, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. It's, it's messed up because you're shown other characters in the like privileged position that aren't punished in any way. But as soon yeah. as these people that like want that thing, des- the desire of it is the thing that is being punished. And that's weird as a lesson, but mm. I don't know. Anyway. No, absolutely. Um, Let's do it. Uh, so we roll into Breathe, basically, for this intro um, section. We've got uh, these, uh, these this small family of Mabel, a young girl um, who's, like, playing with toys and uh, a large doll's house, um, notably, mm. which is not the exact house, but it's very close in shape and design to the house from the title, um, which we will see later. But I, I do like that it's, like we get like the house and then you're shown a house like immediately. Yeah. That's just tidy. Um, and yeah, so Mabel uh, lives with her parents, uh, Raymond and Penny um, and her little sister, uh, Isabel in like a small cottage in the woods. Um, design style as well. I'm uh, These are like human people um, for this uh, intro section, but everything is made out of like felt um Mm. and it's deeply unsettling like the (laughs) the the style of the that they've done these uh just the people the all their facial features are very close together in the center of a very large face Um, yeah
0: big fuzzy face
1: yeah and yeah everything in this world is like felt and fuzzy and Mm. yeah it's it's unsettling like from the get-go just based on art style um Mm -hmm. which is yeah it's it's very cleverly done but i was i don't think i could do a full film of this so i'm glad that it's just for this section it's it's like this uh, yeah we'll, we'll encounter like other styles going forward and i appreciate that this movie doesn't like dwell in this for it doesn't overstay this art style i would say hmm. um yeah so yeah we got this young family and um uh, the, the dad is introduced, um, lighting a fire, uh, in the fireplace, which I think is another really great call forward. Um, mm. and, um, yeah, there are these nasty like relatives who are coming to visit, uh, from the big city or something and they arrive and they're these nasty old ladies and, uh, old gents in top hats. And yeah, they're here just to basically like look down on this family's way of life and be horribly judgmental of the yeah. <laughs> of them like <laughs> living in squalor. Apparently, um, it's pretty rough. I do really mm. enjoy um, Georgie here, who's like one of the one of these boys, but he's like a complete simpleton, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, mm. So yeah, we go into on the run like throughout this conversation, and then. Uh, we see like they it cuts away from here with them basically scolding Raymond for not like living up to his family reputation. He's from like a reasonably rich family but has like come out here and built a life for himself, but that isn't good enough for these rich people, yeah, and so it sends him into a sort of a shame spiral <laughs> of uh mm-hmm. drinking. Uh, and he just sits in front of this fireplace and then goes out in the middle of the night and like a drunken stupor and huff and, uh, yeah, he's like out in the woods, uh, pissing on a tree, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, uh, a mysterious carriage or palanquin or something out in the middle of the woods here, um, just appears with no, it's like a effectively, yeah, it looks like a palanquin with no person or um horse or anything driving it um which is unusual uh and inside there's a very like airy light coming out of it it's very like it reminded me very like et vibes honestly Mm. um and yeah uh, we are in mid on the run for this and we get a uh, fantastic subtitle provided by Netflix saying Suspenseful Music <laughs> Intensifying, which is my first sync. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, he, yeah, he goes into this uh, palanquin and we don't hear the conversation. There's like an old person in there, an old man. Um, which we can see, like, through the little blinds or anything. Oh, but we can't hear what they're saying. Um, and, yeah, uh, he suddenly, uh, we cut back to the house. Uh, not the house, sorry. The the cottage. Um,
0: <laughs> A house. A house.
1: And, uh, so cool. yeah, uh, he comes home very suddenly, Raymond, and uh, freaks out Penny and, like, demands food and wine be brought for him. And, like gorges himself on this stuff and says that all their problems are solved um before like promptly falling asleep into his own dinner it's like this is it all feels very extraterrestrial encounter vibe, and that like he's come back like a completely different person like it's very very intense and then like falls asleep it just it just reminds me so much of like close encounters with the like mashed potato um tower Mm. That he makes like he's like tripping out after this like life-changing experience you know like that exact feeling yeah falls asleep in his dinner and um we get a, like a really nice match cut of him in the next morning with his face still in the dinner but then a mm-hmm. um a man is in the background like looking oh, through yes. the window and it's very creepy like that shot yeah. in of itself like showing like man asleep at night and then in the morning someone watching him is fucking terrifying like yeah one of the scariest shots in the movie for me (laughs) even though it's like basically fine um
0: yeah it's like immediately shown why he was there yeah oh
1: but i was just like oh god like anytime there's like an unexplained background person watching it's like very Mm -hmm. scary because he's like staring down the lens as well it's like (laughs) yeah it's messed up um we get the crash sound basically over this as well like shortly after um we see this guy i feel like the crash sound aligns with you registering that he's there (laughs) Um, yeah so yeah
0: it's pink floyd getting scared and like hitting their synthesizer
1: exactly yeah um So, yeah, uh, this guy comes around the front door and it's Mr. Thomas is his name. And he is here to negotiate an agreement that was made Mm. last night um, with Raymond. Um, And, yeah, so he comes in and Raymond has now woken up and they explain, uh, he explains that um, he has entered into agreement where there's this lavish house that is going to be built for them for absolutely free by a renowned architect named Mr. Van Schoenbeek, um, uh, which I'm going to have to say a lot of times, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, so get ready for that. Um, and yeah. And the only requirement is that they uh, move from their house and stay in this new house that is going to be built for them. Like they, that's the only requirement that they have to live there. Um, mm. And yeah. And so it's a bloody good deal um and yeah he's like an artist Uh, he's painted as this like extremely eccentric architect who is like wants to design this amazing house um and so yeah they they sign on the dotted line because who wouldn't accept that deal um
0: yeah like living in a city where there is a housing crisis yeah i like i've joked for many years about like and then the eccentric billionaire will just take pity on me and i'll get a house exactly right like yeah i, I wouldn't read any fine print if that was to happen
1: yeah you would fall for the van schoenbeek uh, trap every
0: time you know oh, constantly day after day i'll you know escape a van schoenbeek house and immediately get tricked by him again
1: yeah exactly it's just yeah. too good a deal Yeah, yeah. That's what this—that's what this movie is really about: the 2022 (laughs) housing shortage in New Zealand.
0: Ah, you (laughs) joke, but you hang on to that thread, and I'm going to get you through this labyrinth because by the end of it, I've I. Yeah, I could easily argue that. That's All really right. eh?
1: You drop the yeah. breadcrumbs behind us and we'll f- I'll follow it home, Gareth. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, they sign on the line and then, yeah, they see construction of this house taking place up on the hill that, like, towers above their house in the distance. Like, they've got a view straight from their house up to this hill. Um, pretty good. Uh, and... Yeah, they uh, in a very short like time, because we get a, a jump cut basically, um, the the house is finished and they uh arrive with all their possessions. I do like that their dad is like pulling the this like cart of all their stuff and the kids yeah. are very excited on the on the um on the cart there. It looks really nice. Um and yeah, they come up to this beautiful house, this like three story house. To describe the house, man, it's got three, like, <laughs> circular windows at the top centre. It's got, like, a big old door. It's got, like, a conservatory kind of thing at the top, um, like, a lookout kind of point. And, yeah, and there's, like, it. it is, it's the same house for all three movies, obviously. And it's really, it's so good and tactile. You can really mm. tell that they mapped this whole house out, like, perfectly. That and then just like change the interior of it, like different colors and shapes and things like that. And then just played around with it. It's like a literal doll's house. It's um, yeah, very, very fun. Uh, just seeing it develop over the course of these three stories. So, yeah, I'm very excited to get into it. So they, they arrive and Mr. Thomas uh, greets them at the door and lets them in. Mr. Thomas, like, comments on them, like, bringing all this stuff. He says, you don't need it because the house is fully furnished. And uh, Raymond is upset because some of the furniture that he has brought has been as, as like, family heirlooms. And so, Mr. Thomas says he'll store them somewhere in the house. It'll be okay. Um, But, yeah, the house is fully furnished. So, they will want for nothing, basically. Um, Hmm. So, Mr. Thomas gives them like a tour of the interior of the house and we go, it's got like this really lovely, um, uh, like cornered stairwell in the entryway and they go up and there's like long hallways. It is very, the decor inside is very Overlook Hotel though. There's a lot of, uh, like circular patterned, uh, (laughs) carpets and wallpapers, that are immediately threatening <laughs> to me <laughs> personally, <laughs> um but yeah they they go on this tour, and yeah, they um as they are going, Mabel spots um through open doorways like workmen who are mm. repairing and changing rooms on the interior, and every time she spots them, they like are completely motionless and just stare at her <laughs> silently. Which is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These workmen, like, every time without fail, just, like, have a good scare. It just, like, it just they don't seem human, which is really good. Mm. Like, oh, it's like deer cornered headlights kind of look. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, they, they go around and uh, are in love with the house and um, they go and have a, a dinner, uh, like, their first night there and food is, like, magically prepared for them. Like, and they, they comment on, like, who makes the food? And they're like, well, I, I assume our servants make the food. Mm. <laughs> they don't actually know, like, where any of this stuff is coming from. It's very, like, dream state feeling. Um, yes, Yes. Yeah,
0: it's interesting as well that the dad assumes servants immediately. Like, yeah. He's already it's become like, the kind of person.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't want to question it too much. He's like, it's already too good to be true. So, it's like, mm. wow, I guess it must be servants, right? Like, I, I don't know. This is, that's how, what goes in a big fancy house. So, it must be. That's the logic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no one's like suspicious of it. They're just enjoying it um at this stage. Yeah, everyone goes off to to bed. We except for so the, the, the kids go off to bed, sorry. Um and uh the the parents like go back to like the sitting room area where they were before. Um the the mum Penny comments on that there there's no curtains and immediately gets to work making curtains at this sewing machine that's provided with this very nice green fabric um that's been all set up for her. And, um, Raymond goes over to the fireplace with, uh, and tries to start a fire as we are going, we're in, um, time. We're partway through time here, but like right after the tempo change and, uh, the Floyd boys sing home, home again, Mm. um, and then sing it's good to warm my bones beside the fire as the fireplace is like going out. Um, because Raymond is unable to light a fire in this fireplace, no matter what he tries. And as he's doing this, he's just sort of staring into the fireplace as this fire is going out. And in the background, Van Schoenbeek is just there, like (laughs) laughing creepily and no one is noticing. It's, it's again, very scary. Very like ghosts, um, kind of feeling. Um, yes. Uh, So, yeah, like they, um, the parents over the course of this, like basically become completely like mesmerized by this new lavish lifestyle. They, um, Mm. the mum like works through the night on these curtains and, um, the Raymond like falls, falls obsessed with this fireplace as well in the same room, which refuses to light. And they just sort of sit there and are both like driven to the point of exhaustion, uh, Where they're, like, neglecting their kids over these uh, pursuits. Like, the kids come in and have to, like, wake them up at their posts because they've, like, forgotten what they were doing. Um, Yeah. It's scary. (laughs) Um, Hmm. uh, Meanwhile... The house itself is still in a state of modification. Like the the kids get up in the morning, um, Mabel gets up and tries to like come downstairs to see her parents, but the stairs are gone. (laughs) They've been like knocked out entirely. And she calls out to Mr. Thomas and he's like, oh, yes, uh, Mr. Van Schoenbeek is making changes to the layout and, um, he's not satisfied with his vision currently. So, um, you'll be able to, there, there's a temporary access way in this room and it's just like a ladder going through the floor. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, completely nonsensical, these changes and they they only get worse. Um, I, I think also when she like, um, uh, wakes up she, bef- before, when she went to bed, she looked out her window and there was a view of the, um their old house from, mm. from the window. Cause obviously they're up on the Hill and looking out the window over the Valley and they see their, their house at the bottom of the Hill. Um, but in the morning there's like another room in front of this view, like being yeah. constructed <laughs> from the inside. It's really weird, like a window onto another room. Um, but that's the like level of illogical that is going on here. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So, Mabel spends the day, like, exploring um, her house, exploring this house and, like, running into these, like, creepy workmen all the time. And she eventually runs into her father, who is, like, looking out the window and sees and laughing at something. And she, like, looks out to see what he's looking at. And it's their old house being torn down. Mm. Mm-hmm. to which, like, Raymond is laughing at and says, I guess they need the material to, like, continue building the house. And he's just, like, laughing about <laughs> about that. It's, like, very, very strange. Um, yeah, he's fully, like, taken over here. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's like to say he's, you know moved on he's yeah he's laughing at the like misfortune of his past self
1: yeah but he's also
0: like so taken over by a weird energy and like laughing so creepily that it's like pushed that way past its extreme to be like it just feels like supernatural
1: yeah yeah like he's like gone like a body snatcher like both Mm. of the parents feel body snatched at this time um (laughs) but yeah uh so um yeah he's just like laughing about that uh a bit later in the evening uh mabel goes to like see her parents i think like no food has been prepared for them because they're yeah. uh they're, so they're getting hungry and like are looking around for the parents and gonna ask them what's going on uh and she runs into her parents in that same room and costumes have been made for them, these strange, <laughs> like Dr. Seuss nightmare <laughs> outfits, effectively. Um, big flowy fabrics, um, both green, uh, with like strange top knot on dad and like big flowy uh dress on mum. And uh, yeah, they, they look very unusual and Mr. Van Schoenbeek has designed them to like go with the house as like outfits, yeah. which is is hilarious as a detail. Um, Mabel says that they look very silly and Raymond, like in a fit of like anger demands that she apologize, um, right as we go into money here. Um, but yeah, it's like... Very like very dark, um, the like the tune yeah. here where he's just like yelling at anyone calling out like at anything going on in this house as being strange. Um he's he's very anti that now. Um
0: mm. he, again, It's got big role doll energy. Yeah. The idea of a child being the one to see through the um
1: Exactly through yeah. what the
0: adults have been fooled by.
1: Yeah. You're right on the money there, absolutely. Like Matilda vibes as well. Mm. Yeah yeah definitely um yeah uh so yeah mabel and is awoken in the night by isabel um the little baby sister wanting to go somewhere uh, and she like wanders off like crawls very quickly away from mabel mabel's incredibly slow by the way because she's very small <laughs> in this house mm. um she's got tiny little um felt legs and so yeah. doesn't move very quickly all the doors are like four times her height um And, yeah, uh, yeah, Isabel, like, wanders away down this, like, hidden corridor in the side with no door, which is, again, very good. Uh, Just, like, a Mm -hmm. a blind corridor off the side of a wall um, and leads them down into the basement um, of the house, which, again, I love that this comes back as well. Like, there's this, like, secret basement in this section, which is obviously, like, a terrifying location but like, it's just also just a real basement of the house
0: Yeah. <laughs> in, in later
1: parts, which is good. Um, yeah. And so they go down into this basement and they get lost there for a little bit. And then they find in here all the stored items from their old house down to the point that like everything from their house is in here. It seems like when they're down here, they're actually in their old house. Like, it, like it's set up the same is it's like a house within a house is the feeling mm. that I get. Um, yeah. Not explicit, but like that is, that is the vibe. Like so they sort of set up shop in here and um, amongst all their old things and pretend like they're in their old house, like read stories and stuff. It's very sweet. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they, in the morning come up for the, from the basement. Cause again, they're getting hungry, trying to like get some food. Uh, and in the darkness, <laughs> fucking mr thomas is down here (laughs) in the darkness is just weeping uncontrollably and a giant man appears behind him like an enormous bald person appears without explanation like yeah (laughs) this is this is the only jump scare i think in the whole film um and it's fucking unsettling and it's just not explained like (laughs) I was like, "What the fuck was up with the giant man?" When I finished yes. this, <laughs> like, I was on like, the second watch, when you're like, "Hang on, this
0: guy doesn't come back."
1: No, it's just very scary. Like, I don't know what his deal is. Maybe he's like a heavy of Van Schoenbeek who's like ensuring that Thomas does his job. It's just not explained. It's mm. it's very weird, um, very disturbing. Because <laughs> he's, he's so big, he's like twice as big as Mr. Thomas. oh god anyway um yeah so they climb up these stairs uh the basement stairs to find that the house has been like completely rearranged and changed like the interior is like all wood and unfinished as if the workmen are like still working on it but it's become like a maze of like unstained untreated wood which they get lost in and um yeah it's they're they're just stuck in here, wandering around. Um, the parents, meanwhile, are still obsessed with their various things. Mister uh, Raymond is just staring blankly into the fireplace, which is unlit, and mm-hmm. and Penny is just running fabric through the the um, sewing machine with her like head on the table, like basically asleep and on autopilot. It's deeply disturbing. Um, yeah, and uh. Like, Mr. Thomas comes in and, like, congratulates uh, Penny on doing a great job making all the lovely curtains, but she doesn't even respond because she's, like, not conscious. Um, and Raymond calls out to him and says, uh, asks him if he can help with lighting this fireplace. And Mr. Thomas disappears and then comes back with uh, Raymond's old chair from mm. from his old house. And... Uh, says, "Oh yes, I thought I would bring this up, and because it, it's something that that from your past." And Raymond's like, "It doesn't really go with anything in the house. We've all we've got such lovely chairs here. I know what to do with it." <laughs> and he burns the chair. He literally like burns his past. Um, and yeah, uh, Mr. Thomas says, "If you if you need any more things, you'll find more down in the basement," <laughs> mm. referring to. All of his old things. Um, yeah. So, it's like, it's very on the nose with money playing in the
0: background.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's a very bizarre shot uh, with the fireplace now lit and these two um, lights flickering of the, in the windows. Like, I believe, like, the curtains are drawn over one of the three windows here. But um, there are these two lit up windows and... And the house itself, like, melds into a laughing version of Van Schoenbeek's face, <laughs> which I didn't catch on my first watch. I didn't even see it as a thing. <laughs> but it's it's very weird as an idea. Um, like, he, yeah. <laughs> he is the house, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's his curse or something anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, the the kids have been, like... Wandering around this maze all through the night And like have fallen asleep up here Because they can't get anywhere <laughs> And so they're just like sleeping next to a lantern It's very very sad um, mm-hmm. And they see through A hole in the floor That um, Raymond is Pulling up all the stuff From the basement all of their old things Including the dollhouse um, that, uh, that belongs to Mabel um, To be burned in the fire And they call out to him Like saying, we're hungry and we're lost, help. And he doesn't respond. He just keeps going forward zombie-like on his mission here. Um, Very scary. Uh, And yeah, um, they wander around through the maze again. And they come across Mr. Thomas again, uh, who is trapped in here as well. Who is like surrounded by bottles. (laughs) Like (laughs) he's been drinking and crying up here. He's like completely distraught. And Mr. Thomas reveals that he is a paid actor um he's yeah. not really like a house servant guy he's just a, an actor that van schoenbeek is hired and gives him a script every day to follow of the he says um he tells me to say things to you and do things which is just like really like yeah. phrased in like the worst possible way <laughs> yeah. like Uh, that's why he's an
0: actor he's only supposed to be reading from a script he's not supposed to be saying the stuff himself
1: yeah god thomas god damn i guess he's like he's the only one that like sees the horribleness that's happening here other than the kids obviously and so he's like dealing with it in the only way that he can um (laughs) and is under the thumb of this giant who's oppressing him so yeah don't know what's going on there but anyway um Uh, He says he can't do it anymore and is just like bursting into tears. Um, Mabel like runs quickly to try and find, uh, the exit. And, um, Raymond meanwhile has put the, the household items into the, the house, the old house's items into the fireplace, um, to burn, including, uh, Mabel's dollhouse. Um, and yeah. So when Mabel enters the room, um, There's the dollhouse sitting in the, in the fireplace, like on fire, which is just a great image. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, it resembles the house that they're currently in. Um, Like, oh no, sorry, there's a little bit before this where um, the, the, like he he puts the, um, Raymond puts the dollhouse into the fire and... Uh we just see the parents standing side by side with Van Schoenbeek's um pal- palanquin behind them. Um like just in the center of the room. Uh like w- it was in the it was in the um forest earlier, and now it's just here magically. It's very scary. Van Schoenbeek is just this I don't understand what his deal is.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um But yeah, so Mabel runs in with this house on the fire and uh, yeah, the, um, uh, she, she runs in and tries to, uh, look around for the parents, but they have transformed they They've become the, the, the items which they idolize. Raymond has transformed into like a plush armchair, um, with like a little face made of buttons and Penny has become the curtains that she worked to create her face being like a tie on the, on the curtains it's it's a horrifying mm. like again very like fabley like becoming like an an item or be, being cursed to transformed into a a like a lesson teaching thing you know um and yeah so they like have awoken from their curse here and call out to penny to like save herself and save Isabel and run yeah. from the house and the room starts catching on fire from the fireplace, which is now like setting ablaze. The real house um, with this roaring fire, and yeah, uh, Penny uh, yeah calls out to um, calls out to Mabel to save herself, and uh, yeah, they descend down the side of the building like. Uh, Rapunzel style using uh, the mum curtains as a rope, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the only way to describe that. Um, Yeah. Spot on. uh, Yeah. It's really, it's a weird sentence, but it checks out. Um, (laughs) And yeah, they, they make it down into the snow again, very like um, the shining esque (laughs) Um, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh, yeah, they uh, wander out into the snow away from the burning building. And we look back At the house, which is smoldering, but still standing on the hill with the sun rising behind it as we go into, uh, the us and them solo, um, the, like, saxophone solo. Uh,
0: and yeah, that's the first part of the house. Um. Yeah. What did you think and how did it sink? uh honestly micro.
1: yeah micro edition um <laughs> pretty good honestly like quite a few line lot things lining up here i would say um yeah it, like it, for a dark fable i think pink floyd is an excellent soundtrack
0: <laughs> you know yeah. um
1: yeah it, yeah it was, i
0: sense a very british terror yeah absolutely spot on for pink floyd mm.
1: I did forget all to right. say actually about the yeah the voice cast is um, all British basically mm. and um, very British, <laughs> which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which works great um for, especially for this like dark fairy tale story um but also going forward like all the voice cast is very well done and all the sound mixing and everything in this movie is great too like all the Foley yeah. work is very well thought out and it's it's good it, it builds a real sense of place and yeah I really. It's it's a, another highlight for this film for sure. But we aren't mm. hearing any of that. Pink Floyd's more no. important.
0: <laughs> uh so let's continue our mad quest with part two of this film. Yes. Um that first part was directed by Emma D. Swaith, according to my handwriting, and Mark James. Mm-hmm. The second part is directed by Nikki Lindorf von Bar. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is called Then Truth is Then Lost Is Truth, That Can't Be Won.
1: Yes. Yes, apparently, like, the most famous of the directors before this, apparently. Yeah, I um, hadn't heard of her,
0: but I did, um, I have looked up her other stuff, and Right, it's very similar to this, and mm. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, retroactively the most famous for me. Okay,
1: there we go. Yeah, it's very, um, it's different in vibe, but still similar to the previous story, and that we have a very dark tale unfolding but in a completely different way. So mm. that that's very uh fun, obviously. Um so yeah, we as a reminder, we're in an us and them sex solo. Um mm. we open on stacked garbage outside of this house with like scaffolding up beside it. It's the same house, obviously. Um but like we are now in the modern day. Um which it's, it's on like a busy city street um it looks like like londonesque um out here and yeah it's uh amongst other houses etc um and yeah uh but still like uh i think we're still like up on a hill i think like topographically we're still the same um but i don't know for sure um
0: yeah this house is like next to it but yeah. i mean there's room on top of a hill
1: yeah for sure um So, yeah, in the second story, um, we get like a really slow and deliberate reveal, I think, that our main character is completely different in this story and that he is a anthropomorphic rat. Um,
0: Yes, did not see that coming.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's just like you expect it to be like more of the creepy people from the last (laughs) story and they deliberately put him behind like tinted glass um while he's having like a phone conversation with somebody um i think the bank uh at this stage um and then yeah we get a reveal of him walking out from behind it and he's this huge rat (laughs) and it's like oh cool okay this is a different kind of feel um and yeah this character is just called the developer um and yeah he is a property developer that's uh what he does um as trade but he's He's like down on his luck and has bought this house that has, again, become his obsession. Like he this is his like main project um, that is occupying his um, whole uh, thought process. Um, and it's eaten up all of his financials to the point where at the start of the film here, he's um, fired his construction crew and is going to be like doing the fit out of this house himself. Um because he's like sunk so much already into the house, um, and yeah, it's just cool. We're like as a parallel, that in this the the house is always being obsessed over. Like across mm. all three of these stories, there's like a, uh, a yeah. character who is completely obsessed with this house, and I think that's great. Mm. Um, as like a joining feature, um,
0: yeah. And for my English <laughs> English uh, year ten essay. At the end, um, remember that fact. Remember mm. that it's always someone obsessed. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. And yeah. So he's so yeah he's he's working on the house and he's also living here and because we we mm. introduced to him in the basement, which is where he's like actually physically staying <laughs> while he works on this house. Um, so presumably he's like has no other home <laughs> or has like had to give that up to work on this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, it's consumed his whole life, this this house. And it's his big chance to, like, come back in a big way as well. It's, like, a great opportunity. Um, and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's talking on the phone a heck of a lot for most of this movie. Uh, he, like, has, like, a Bluetooth headset in his little mouse ear. Um, and yeah. is just talking um, to the bank and to an unnamed... Uh, unknown at the start here um character who he's calling Darling and is updating on the house's progress, basically. He's, like, um telling them all about, like, how the project's going and how it's going to be so good when it's all finished, etc. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um
0: Yeah, they have big plans for the holiday when yeah. it's all finished.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so as we, like, explore the same house, we see that it's, like, in a state of, like, unfinished... um uh interior effectively like there's like lots of missing bits um uh unpainted walls old uh things like that and um yeah he's like in this in the process of repairing things um Mm. yeah
0: turning it very modern very rich Mm.
1: we also also introduced very early here that there are um, little fur beetles um who have yes. begun an infestation of the house um, we see a couple like scuttling across the floor and they run into a little crack a little crevice in the um like uh siding of the house what do, you, what do you call that the skirting board um yeah yeah um they call they go like crawl in there and rather than deal with them he um like seals them in there with like a little bit of wall sealer stuff um which I think is, like, a good way of introducing this idea um, as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't be mad at that. I um, In my very first flat, I was 19, and there were, one day I woke up, there were a whole bunch of flies just on the wall. And after bravely calling another flatmate to get rid of the flies, um, came back an hour later, and there were a lot more flies on the wall. What the and fuck? And we figured out they were coming from a hole in the wall Whoa. Um, where a pipe was coming out. Which, who knows what was in there initially, Jesus. that the, the flies had done to end up in there. Maybe there was a cool mystery. Oh, God. Um, or maybe next door just decided they they'll stop bathing. Yeah. Um, and after realizing, like, well, that's where the flies are coming from, we did the honorable, you know, 19-year-old flatting thing. Mm-hmm. And walked straight past the phone that could have called a landlord, <laughs> straight past um, a wallet that could have bought fly spray, and grabbed masking tape. And oh taped God. up that hole. And sadly moved out of that flat before I could watch the wall bulge and burst with flies. Jesus. That's its yeah. own
1: dark tale, Gareth. That's right? fucking horrific. Oh, my Lord.
0: Uh, oh. Imagine the flies, like, pushing against the wall like um, Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Kind of- oh, uh. my
1: God. What a horrible image for the listeners and for me. Um, yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Dang, I—I I was like, when you're 19, you're the worst. That's true. Yeah. Um, apologies to all our many, many 19-year-old <laughs> listeners.
1: Big fans of the Floyd, in the yeah, in the 16 to 20 bracket.
0: Yeah, uh, Flopping off the when Floyd not, and art house stop motion. When they're not on
1: TikTok, yeah, they're looking up like avant-garde film podcasts. Yeah, <laughs>
0: long form. Yeah. (laughs) Rambly podcasts. (laughs) That's where it's at. Um, Yeah, that's what teens' attention spans are actually doing. Oh, my God. Marketers.
1: (laughs) Please, get at us. I just want to sell your me undies. Um, (laughs) Anyway. uh, yes. Yes. So, um... We see the house get, um, like very quickly is, uh, he starts like bringing all kinds of appliances in and then, yeah, there's like a, a slight montage before the house is prepared to like a beautiful finish, um, Mm. we get like cutaways to each of the rooms like mtv crib style each of them has their own little like zoom in which is really great um yeah because the the developer is has just finished the kitchen and he just um chucks on his ipod um starts playing the only actual song in this movie um lap dance by (laughs) Nerd, which is a fucking banger Holy yeah. shit. This song entered my life with this movie, and I gotta say, I've listened to it every day since watching it.
0: <laughs> it's so weird because, like, I didn't realize it was Lab by NERD until the subtitles told me on my Pink Floyd watch. Yeah. Like, of all the songs, it's one that would have come out like 15 years earlier oh, and yeah. was like. Of all even of the Pharrell catalogue, Pharrell being <laughs> the leader of NERD, yep. like there's so much to choose from. And even of the NERD catalogue, there's so much to choose from. But then their stop motion mouse movie They put the new metal stylings of lap dance and- Fucking sick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's
1: great. Uh, I've had a massive N.E.R.D. resurgence after watching this movie, mm. and it's just been thoroughly enjoyable. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a favorite N.E.R.D. song? Uh, I did like like the latest
1: album that they came out with probably like four, three or four years ago now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Nobody Ever Really Dies. Yeah, yeah. I I like that stuff. But also, it's got to be She Wants to Move. Come on. Yeah. That's, oh,
0: 110.
1: That's the best song, like, probably of, like, the the early 2000s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a really, really good track. Um, yeah. Always goes off 100%. at a party.
0: Um, yes. Oh, I do have a very strong memory of dancing with you in a tent yeah, to that oh, yeah. song. And, like, I think you locked eyes with me for the, like, somebody bring us some water in here, like. <laughs> and I was just like damn because i had at that point i hadn't heard that song in many many years it was similar to this experience but like just the playing and then you knowing all the words and then choosing me to be your water bringer was (laughs) oh powerful (laughs) oh man that's the energy i want to put
1: out into the world at all times gareth i'm very very proud to participate in that story (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's wonderful um, yeah but yeah that's the story
0: for the teens hell yeah
1: um, I will say that the rest of the soundtrack of this movie is also very good but it's all just yeah. like um, very like Tense violin music <laughs> yeah, mostly and so the stark contrast between that and lap dance by NERD is pretty great i've got to yeah. say uh it's just so funny that it's like the only actual song in the movie it's just mm. just what a choice what a powerful choice um anyway yes yeah, so we see the the lovely finish of the house it's a little bit kitschy right like the way they've done it he's like Done a lot of, like, white marble and purple and Mm. black and stuff. And I don't know if I like it, but um, it's definitely he's going for the, like, the Ritz kind of feel is the idea.
0: They um, watched a lot of MTV Cribs and uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashians to design this version of the house.
1: So smart. Like, that's exactly the, the feeling that I got from it. Like, there's a completely unnecessary fish tank in the middle of one of the rooms. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's genius. It's really well done. Um, And yeah, uh, but unfortunately, um, as we go into brain damage, um, we discover, he hears like a sound behind one of the cupboard doors and opens it up to see that the fur beetles have continued their infestation. They are filling Mm. the inside of this cupboard, much like the flies filled Gareth's wall. And, um, yeah, that, it is very scary. Um, and so, he goes down to the basement, puts together a plan. We hear, like, a uh, text-to-speech, like, his phone telling him how to get rid of fur beetles as instructions are being printed out on, like, a laser yeah. printer. It's just, like, all of the sound work in this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it just all feels real. Like, you forget for a little bit that this guy's a big rat. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, that's just a man trying to deal with pests. Also, the choice yeah. that, like, of having a big rat, like, having to, having a pest control problem is great. Like, it's very yeah. clever in concept as well. Um, no,
0: 100%, yeah. Yeah. And did you know this um, This mouse, this rat, sorry, that we relate to so much... Mm-hmm. Isn't voiced by an actor, but voiced by Jarvis Cocker, the singer of Pulp. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What a A wild wild casting. casting. Man.
1: Right? Man. What, what, like, he wouldn't have been involved, but, like, there's probably a, just, like, maybe he's met Pink Floyd (laughs) would be the connection. But, like, I don't know. (laughs) That's that's cool, yeah. though. That's definitely neat. They aren't, like, the same era, as far as I'm aware. Um, no,
0: not at all. He's Britpop they there. Yeah. Brit. Uh, Brit prog. Prog. <laughs> yeah.
1: Brit prog yeah. is maybe the most uncomfortable series of words. Um,
0: <laughs> Jarvis Cocker, actually, like, of the films he's been in that I can think of, hmm. it's like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox in this. Like, nice. I like that he's
1: found his his niche in the old stop motion now. That's good.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: He likes being a stop motion animal, but he did it once. He's like, oh, man, more of that. Hell,
0: yeah. Like, I respect that. Um, (laughs) He actually doesn't know that actors aren't usually done by stop motion yeah he's like everyone
1: tells him that he's like oh i'm acting in this new movie and everyone goes to see it and he's like th- he's the rat and everyone's like what like
0: <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah i was i was doing a lot of acting in the booth guys yeah, <laughs> That's where yeah. i do my best acting so he like doesn't understand why like christian bale chooses to get a stop motion puppet that looks exactly like him oh man it's he like, should no though. man you should have got a mouse there'd be a lot less yelling on set if he did that um, yeah <laughs> everyone else real actor but for everyone's like you know unannoyance yeah christian
1: bale is done by a puppet oh that's a good idea that's a great way to fix yeah. hollywood if someone's ego gets too big like there's always the threat that you get replaced by stop motion and if, if yeah. everyone's just a, like accepts that it's just like you see like full live action movie except like it's like you're watching the new Jurassic World, but then Chris Pratt walks in and he's a little rat. And you're like, oh, OK, I see. <laughs> oh, no. I see what's happened, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and yeah, he got hit by the, the stop motion clause. It shouldn't be a punishment, yeah. though. I feel like I feel like stop motion is a great art form. It's only mm. used as, in punishment in this weird
0: anecdote. <laughs> yeah in this universe it's bad in all other universes it's stop motion's awesome yeah yeah
1: um yes so uh he he goes about trying to get rid of these pests in like a sort of mouse trap style sequence where he's just spraying this boric acid around the house and trying to get them with a vacuum cleaner and we see that um he like is he's slowly like is bec- becoming obsessed with this as well and um hmm. uh he like like knocks himself out with the, the gases from this um, pesticide that he's using. And we see this like absolutely beautiful shot that I've sent to you as the picture that I've sent <laughs> to you um, for this episode. We'll it uh, yeah. It's just like him, um, like in the sort of fetal position um, surrounded by um, the, the dead bugs on the floor and the vacuum cleaner and the pesticide, etc. But it's like, done as if it's like a renaissance painting is how mm. I feel like the, the bugs look like, um, like, you know how you would do like, um, pieces of plants or like parts of a mosaic. It feels very like biblical painting to me in a great way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And yeah. And like in utero is sort of the, the look as well. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a good we shot. Um, Mm. But, yeah, he he wakes up surrounded by these dead beetles and then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, cleans them up. Um, but we do see that there's still... Uh, he like cleans everything up and like takes him outside and we get a shot f- like from the first floor going down to the basement as he goes down the stairs and as we are doing that there's like a cutaway of the interior of the floor and we see that that is still teeming with beetles there's like yes. squirming around in there like it's there's a really good Foley sound for it it's gross as hell um <laughs> anyway uh, he also gets all the stuff, the construction trash and everything and burns it in the backyard <laughs> right mm-hmm. at the end of um, brain damage here. Um, yeah, a good another great way to deal with a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we go into Eclipse as he's ordering uh, catering for the viewing that's going to be happening of the new house. Um, but uh, his order has been delivered to the wrong address. And, um, re- he receives someone else's order. This is a very- As someone who works in online shopping, Gareth, this is a very common occurrence. Um, okay. And we do our best to resolve it, unlike the customer service <laughs> as displayed in this movie. <laughs> um...
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about your personal connection
1: yeah. with your steaks. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he receives like um, sausages and chips and <laughs> two-minute noodles. Yeah, um, the
0: but, kind of stuff you'd have if you were a gamer. Yeah, or, exactly. Or 19.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was hoping for like hors d'oeuvres, canapes, and like French wine. <laughs> but mm. didn't get any of that. Um And so, yeah, he's like, he gets like energy drink as well. It's hilarious. Um, And so, uh, he has to turn these into (laughs) the canapes in a hilarious twist of fate. Um, And they look absolutely disgusting. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, we go into the viewing here in the silence between the the plays of the album. Um, And yeah, it's sort of just the developer talking a big game about the house and all of its um, trimmings and everything but the attendees here are all rats as well. And they're all very unimpressed by what they're seeing bits of that. You can see that like the house itself has not been like, it's been polished to a high sheen, but like the quality of the workmanship is obviously lacking. Like someone touches the curtains and like the curtain rail falls down. Um, there's a bunch of like random art and stuff that like, doesn't mean anything everywhere. Um, everyone's like tracking mud onto the white carpets, um, which looks absolutely horrible and would be a common mm. issue with the house as well. Like it's really, it's, it's like clear that it's not good. Um, as a like tie into the previous part as well, there's a little baby mouse in like a papoose being carried mm. a- around who's called Isabel, um, which is cute. Um, just a, a there's like tiny little ties between each of the movies, Um, here. I think in part three we see um, one of the fur beetles wandering around underneath the floorboards. Um,
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's cool. Mm. Um, It's
0: so interesting that there's those little connections but like brazenly like defiantly no huge connections like they're just in completely different worlds absolutely like this house being a constant
1: yeah like the stories are completely yeah. separate and like telling completely different things with similar like traits but nothing mm. like no connective tissue between them except the house itself which is like a great idea for a film um yeah and yeah That's
0: quite jarring and like i guess the era where I know of movies taking place in a cinematic universe like mm. Oh, yeah. everything would be different characters, but like, or different details, but the same world, whereas this is completely different worlds with the same details. Exactly.
1: This is so yeah. good, too. I wish we got more stuff like this, just these anthology mm. films where it's like three, it's like three films for the price of one and no, exactly. nothing overstays its welcome and it feels like you're getting some great little stories. It's not like it's like I don't have the attention span for a full f- film or whatever, but it's a richer experience for having all three together is how I would put it. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, my thing now is like films, if a film needs to be short, it should be short and there should be a way that we can just have a s- easier access to it as we do to like regular films. Exactly. Like don't make us, sp- don't pad anything oh, out. Oh my God. Like, if you want to make a like 40 minute James Bond movie, do it. Yeah. Looking That's at fine. you,
1: Batman, like, Jesus, who ne- who needed that film to be three hours? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> and the COVID era as well. Fucking like, Oh, okay. Anyway. I'm going to be in the cinema for this long? <laughs> oh, god, I don't want to. <laughs> I'd
1: rather go home. Um, oh. So, playthrough two begins as, um, mm. yeah, the developer, like, tries to get his groove back and, like, put on a brave face. He has, like, a brief panic attack in the bathroom. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, comes in and like starts talking a big game again, um, uh, talking up the kitchen and all its fantastic um, appliances and trimmings and things. And, yeah, we go in to breathe as he indicates towards the rotisserie oven as like a final piece de resistance kind of thing. Um, Mm. And inside is just two sausages being suspended and rotating when one of them falls to the bottom of the oven, like very limply. It's hilarious. Um, mm. In shock, he drops his phone and the Bluetooth setup that he has for the lights and music in the house breaks as, it, as his phone cracks on the ground. And he furiously tries to fix that as there's like disco lights uh, flickering violently. Um, and all the other attendees leave um, upset. But then suddenly behind him uh Two characters, two strange, uh, like a couple here. Um, oh, yes. Uh, both rats as well, um, but they are oddly shaped. One is very, like, um, very, very fat and short, and the other one is extremely tall, like, really, really tall with a tiny little head at the top. Um, yeah. And, like, almost, like, stoat-like. Um, both definitely rats, though, Um Mm. But yeah, just oddly proportioned. Um, and yeah, they say that they're very interested in the house. Um, yes, very ominously, not reacting to the situation in any way. And, um, Uh, Yeah, the developers excited about this, obviously, because he is trying to sell the house and they ask a bunch of like questions about the house. Um, They ask mainly about like the raw materials used in the construction, especially the fibers Mm. (laughs) Um, in like the fabrics and things like that, which is just a really funny detail looking back. Um, But yeah, Um, yeah, we also get Pink Floyd singing Race Towards an Early Grave at the end of Breathe here. And going into on the run as, um, the couple are like exploring the house. Like this is a bad situation is what Pink Floyd yeah. are telling us. Um, <laughs> and yeah.
0: Cause yeah, everyone else is leaving or has left. And this couple, yeah, they're, they're very interested. Very, right? very
1: interested. Um, and yeah, um, the developers like not wanting to let the sale go mm. and, he lets them, they they come into a bedroom and stay there for a very long time. The developer yeah. like goes on the phone and like celebrates that he has an interested buyer, um like calls the, the person that he keeps calling, his darling. Yeah, his sweetie, yeah. his darling. Um, and yeah, goes up and sees them in the bedroom and they've like set up for the night. They're like in their PJs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, What? Um uh and yeah, he's like Uh, They say, oh, yeah, I think we're going to turn in. And it's like, oh, like, stay the night. And they're like, well, that's what a bedroom is for. And he's like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, get to know the house. Yeah, yeah, sure, stay the night. And so he lets them stay because he doesn't want to, like, lose the sale. Um, And uh, he's also scared that um, he discovers that the the insects are back infesting the house, Mm. like all the fur beetles are still around. And... Yeah, um tries to get rid of them again. Um in the morning, the the people are still there and um basically ignore all attempts to finalize the house sale. He like goes to see them while they're like trying to get the TV to work. Just like yeah. not plugged in, not set up in any way, just trying <laughs> to like turn it on. Um and yeah, uh He's like, oh, you should get your lawyer around. And they're like, yes, we really should. We should invite him around for some food. And he's like, great. And they're like, great. And then, like, nothing happens. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, we see them, like, the couple are, like, watching TV and laughing as, like, the, (laughs) the developers obviously, like, set it up for them. And he's just sort of staring into the middle distance, like, not sort of comprehending this situation that he's in. So, like, putting together what's going on here. Um... Uh, So, yeah, he starts – he realizes that these people aren't going to leave and they have, like, no intention of buying the house. And he, like, complains to his darling over the phone who hangs up on him um, and he's like, oh, what? Um, And he is like, right, well, I'll get rid of them myself. And he trips over and falls on his head um, and, like, is staring up at the ceiling when on the ceiling above, like, on on the roof here – we get a full song and dance, like cabaret mm. number from the the insects, from the little fur beetles and the fur beetle larva, larvae here. Um, they do like
0: a little dance and like sing a wee song. Um, yeah, like an old timey, like big Hollywood number. Like, yeah. Um, Bugsby someone. Bugsby being the key word yeah like very hello my darling exactly so good
1: um and this for us is synced like right on cue with the verse of time rolling in after like the ominous chords which is like honestly not a bad sync like coming in with the vocals I was like pretty impressed that it did line up with like an actual song part of the album because like if this was just instrumental it is just instrumental in the film um, obviously, cause the bugs don't like sing. They just sort of go mm. like, they sing like notes rather than actual lyrics. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it worked for me. I was like, okay, cool. It's- I did
0: not expect it. Eh? Like when it started happening, I was like, oh, it's happening to time. That's not quite the song for this, mm. but it it's way too well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Shout out to the bugs. Shout out to these bugs. Good job. Mm. Good
1: job. little bugs. Um, yeah so we also roll into the time solo for this um, cabaret part as well and the, the developers just like looking stunned at this there is a bit which frustrates me in this <laughs> part Ooh. and that it's, it's just such a dumb little thing um, the, the bugs like fling a, a fur beetle up into the air like parachute style like as like a celebration but they're on the ceiling so that bug would just fall to the floor <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i was like
0: uh i see what they're doing but like <laughs> i don't know it,
1: it's just a silly little nitpicky thing. yeah
0: they need to just set up one bug on the floor yeah to like
1: yeah <laughs> just cro- like it land like it does the big jump thing and then we just see it fall and land on his face or something that would have been good <laughs> yeah um yeah anyway so uh, the following morning, uh, the developer has like had enough. He's like goes up to the couple who are in the bathroom, like the so big, happy, so loving it. The big boy is just sitting in the bath, and the other one's like uh, like in a towel and doing their hair or whatever. And mm. this was the
0: moment where I was like, these these guys, that's you and me, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is Gareth and James of the Sink Floyd podcast. Oh no. <laughs> Like, people have built this film. They've built a film. They've done it up. They're trying their best to get people to, like, talk about it and notice it. And these two (laughs) creeps show up. We
1: come in and insist on talking about Pink Floyd the whole
0: time. And everyone's like, could you not, though? (laughs) And we don't leave. Yeah. (laughs) We do it for quite a while. Yeah,
1: Um, That you're uh... right. You are so right um yeah i don't love it but
0: <laughs> when you're right <laughs> one you're right. of us is too tall and <laughs> doesn't know how to turn on a tv yeah and
1: the other one has beady little eyes that look straight through you um
0: yeah
1: man there and we're we go. very
0: interested in your film yeah we're very, very
1: interested. interested we've done a lot yeah. of research um yeah so this is where the developer and where the audience i think is supposed to realise that these uh, characters have body types that are very similar to the beetle and larvae, Mm. respectfully, of the- um, Uh, respectively rather of, not respectfully, 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 um, of the fur beetles. Um, they, they look, they're very similar shaped. In fact, the, um, the very tall one has like a ridged kind of, uh, body (laughs) like to Mm. really match that, like to really make it look like they are what, what they are. Um, yeah, Mm. it's cool. Um, yeah. So he calls out that he's going to call the police on them. And while on the line with the police, he gets to the door and the police are coincidentally coincidentally, um, at the door Um, and they are here and developers like, oh, my God, that was quick. But yes, come in quickly and and deal with these home intruders. And they say, hey, you're this guy, you're the developer, right? (laughs) I don't think they actually Mm -hmm. they say that, but um, uh, they say, you've got to stop calling your dentist. Um, because he's the person that he's been calling on the phone over over again and calling darling and being overly familiar with and calling it all hours of the day is his dentist, um, yeah. Which is a great reveal. It really shows that like this guy is like much further off the deep end than we thought. Like um, he is definitely strange like and (laughs) has been going this way for a while it calls into question how much of this stuff is actually real um or like an invention of his own mind um which is very good uh yeah
0: it's such there's like in deep comedy nerd world there's the idea of a joke um kind of a joke being like an in the moment kind of weird thing or a joke that like is funny because there's a whole world behind it and yeah. a lot of great simpsons jokes are like that like um homer simpson like a guy um hank scorpio saying to homer simpson like you ever see a man say goodbye to his shoes and homer simpson laughing and going yes once yeah as hilarious because it's like when did he see this what is this story <laughs>
1: exactly That was
0: built like deep into homer simpson's life and this is the same it's like this is such a funny reveal. And then it's so much more delicious because you get to go like, why, why did he start yeah. calling the dentist? Like, hang on. What's the dentist's been saying on the other side of the line?
1: Exactly. Oh, it's so good. It reframes the whole thing in just the best yeah. way. Um,
0: yeah. Which is probably why we both enjoyed this movie so much more in our second watch. Yeah, definitely. It's just like every time. Cause all these little the, um,
1: details come back. Yeah. It's yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, so uh he's like very defeated by this because obviously he can't get these people to leave and then the family members of this couple arrive, all looking mm. incredibly similar to um the the couple here. They're all arriving in like coats and hats to visit and the the couple appear behind the the developer and they say, "Um, oh yeah, these are these are our family. They've come to stay. Um they've lived here before, you know." Uh, (laughs) which is a horrifying sentence Um, yeah um, yeah the developer at this point has like a full on mental break and um, attempts to kill the couple with the like pesticide um, Mm -hmm. with the boric acid um, like to deal with this infestation that is now happening like again and like in the same way Um, but yeah he like In his panic, he, like, opens this bottle too quickly and blasts himself in the face with the acid, um, knocking him out again, much like he did earlier. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, uh, we see him being wheeled in on a hospital bed. Very Pink Floyd. Very Pulse. um, Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, as we are going into great gig, um, playing out uh f- which will play out for this incredibly bleak ending like you thought mm-hmm. the last ending was dark this is like super dark <laughs> um i i was really floored at the end of this section um but yeah it's like it's like almost like fucking the metamorphosis <laughs> like like kafka yeah. shit it's really really dark um anyway um the strange couple like come back and arrive at the hospital, like we see them arrive outside the door and that mm. the film could have ended there and it would have been scary enough. Um, but no, we've got more. Uh, yeah. They say, we better get you home. They take him back in his like hospital gown to the to the house and inside they go through the door. There's this big welcome home banner hanging mm. in the entryway and all of the relatives of the couple are here all clapping and staring at the door, like round of applause, individual and style um style. They are, some of them have multiple arms <laughs> that are yep. like clapping themselves again, like, like the bugs guys. <laughs> um, tr- and there, as he comes in, this like round of applause becomes a, terrifying slow clap like in sequence Mm. like a ritual is
0: happening and then yeah and exactly when it goes into like in time the exact clapping in time yeah um is when the great gig vocals start as well yeah
1: yeah and um yeah for this we get these final shots of uh exceptionally dire um where the the family Uh, The Bug family are ravaging the inside of the house. They are, like, chewing Mm. on the walls and, like, crawling, like, centipede-like up the style, up, up the furnishings. The house itself is, like, destroyed on the inside. There's, like, rubbish everywhere. There's detritus and, like everything's torn apart like we see them from above like eating the bed and like chewing on the tv cables Mm. it's so dark and then um in the rotisserie oven door opens and the developer emerges um he has reverted back to being like an animal he is like for all intents and purposes an actual rat um he we see he's wearing like the rags of his hospital gown around his neck and he like picks up a piece of garbage and uh tries to eat it uh and then retreats inside the rotisserie oven and we see that he's like tunneled into the wall into like a Mm. a hole or a burrow and holy fuck is that dark like (laughs) returning to this animalistic state um fuck <laughs> like i again i don't really know what this is trying to say other than like obsession with the material is something that shouldn't be followed like it should be punished or um will lead to ruin um and like there are more important things in life but fuck me is this hard <laughs> to watch like yeah it, it it really shocked me like genuinely yeah. um didn't expect uh, I'm that. I'm
0: rigging my hands just as we talk about it.
1: Yeah. I was like, holy fuck.
0: Uh, what did oh. you think had a sink? I mean, also good. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not as like a consistent mood as the previous segment. No. But like the, when the sinks come, the sinks come, like he does mention the beating heart of a house mm-hmm. when you hear a beating heart. That's as well, good. Which is very nice. Mm yeah it's it's looking promising yeah you know? there's we've put up the the wood now and now we're just gonna hang some walls on this sinking house yeah. i definitely the know frame where is houses work
1: <laughs> yeah oh man yeah oh god that story though is just so such a well-told story because it's like yeah the first one is like a slow ominous build and then the second one you feel it's like a breath of fresh air you're like oh I can relax it's not bad and then there's a turn and you're like oh no it's becoming (laughs) ominous and then the ending just like hits you over the back of the head with like a two by four and you're like fuck um yeah just what what a phenomenal story just as a short story I was really impressed with that one um
0: yeah I will go out on a limb that was my favorite story of the three yeah
1: same same here yeah Um, I enjoyed them all but that one was like Mm. man like that one could be like a short film in its own right Um, yeah Yeah. anyway um, so yes final uh, part and story here as we are in the tail end of Great Gig Um, part 3 Listen Again and Seek the Sun do you have the director for this one written down? Directed by
0: Paloma Beza great who is also an actor nice and director cool
1: um So yes, tail end of great gig for this. Um, we are now much further into the future after some kind of apocalyptic event has occurred and uh, caused mass floods where you get, get an intro of like buildings underneath the water. We see the city streets of the previous um, adaptation, the previous story um, are just submerged and like fish swimming over top, which is like a very cool visual. And then we come up to the house, yeah. which still stands defiantly above this, like, open water um, as it was up on the hill and it was like on high ground and has survived these floods. And yeah, it's just surrounded by water and mist. It's a very striking image. I think they use this for the poster as well. Um, mm, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so this time we have anthropomorphic cat characters. Um, yeah. And thank God... Basically, this story has a much lighter tone um, mm. and it was I was like, I was certain I was led to believe that this story was going to be like another horrible tale. And I'm super glad that it doesn't go that way because I would have just felt like very upset by the end of these three stories if that were the case. But no, this yeah. is this is a positive story and I'm very happy to have a positive story take place in this house. Um, so, mm. yeah, it's good. Um Yes, so our characters, we have Rosa, who is uh, the landlord of this house. She's inherited, at, inherited it as a family uh, from her family. Um, mm-hmm. Parents now are deceased. And um, is trying to restore it to be like an apartment complex and effectively like a bastion against the outside world. Um, she is like... Yeah, she she wants to build this like lovely set of apartments and um, inside the house and sees the potential in it. And because it was inherited to her parents from her parents rather, it like has that tie to them. And she doesn't want to disappoint them, right? Is the idea. And so yeah. Yeah, when-
0: she's like invested in the house for the house and for it being a home exactly. Unlike- yeah everyone else so far
1: yeah that is a good positive twist on that obsession as well like Mm. she's obsessed with like building it into something great and like that's yeah that's probably why it goes better for her she's not yeah she's in it for the right reasons she's in it for like helping people rather than like the idea of the material being the important thing i don't know um
0: yeah well okay sit down because we're going to high school english here we go the reason, like, the reason things work out well for Rosa is, so, ugh, the first lot, you know, they essentially, they want the house for status. Mm-hmm. They think they deserve, you know, they quickly, the father decides he deserves the house and deserves servants. yeah. And, you know, leaves his old life behind. He only wants this house so people will see him as a success. Yeah. And then in the second one, he only likes the house for its monetary value. He thinks he has to lo- get the house, build, like, get it, milk it for its profit, and then drop it as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And whereas Rosa, yeah, she sees it as a home. She actually mm-hmm. wants a home. Um, yeah, something, like, it means family to her. It means, you know, kindness. It's, you know, I mean, she's not 100% there at the beginning of the story in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, it still means something more as a home to her instead of a house. Yeah. And uh, the New Zealand housing crisis <laughs> is brought to us by people who think of homes as status and assets. Damn. And it's costing us our roses. You know, Holy our people who shit. see it as homes. Our Elias's have to sail away on our little boats. Mm-hmm. Oh my and god! That has been. High school English with Gareth.
1: Give this man at least a merit, all right? God.
0: Oh, please. He's, he's uh, please, it. I'm trying to get into university. I'm 19. <laughs> yeah, what? I shouldn't still be here. You no, know, he should have left. Oh my yeah. God, I got
1: held back. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Because you keep relating all of your essays to Pink Floyd, I think is the, is the yeah. reason.
0: Um, I keep getting thrown out because I get my phone out during the es- during uh, the exam because I want to listen to Pink Floyd. Exactly. How does this essay sink? Hey?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a great take, though. That's you're you're Thank right you. on about that. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, oh good. Yes. Uh, so yeah, um, we go into, uh, we, well, we are introduced to her as she is like in front of her grand plans for the house. She's got like a pin board with designs and ideas on it. And, uh, yeah, she goes to try and put up some wallpaper with little to no success because mm. the paste that she is using, um, she tries to get water out of a tap, but it comes through as brown water and doesn't work for her paste. And so the the wallpaper all comes tumbling down around her. So she's trying to improve the house, but is unable to because the house is in such disrepair
0: mm.
1: and she doesn't have enough money to uh, get it sorted. Um, not, yeah, it, I'll get into it a little bit further, but anyway, um, she is, uh, yeah, she is struggling um, because her tenants can't afford to pay her to make repairs to the house, uh, and they are like giving uh so we've got, I'll introduce them here. They're like sort of archetypical characters. Um, we've got, uh, Elias, who's like a fisherman and is like effectively jobless. Um, uh, we find out what his real passion is later on in the film. Um, but he tries to pay, um, with fish For um his rent effectively That he catches um which is Genuinely like a good solution But anyway um And Jean who is like a Hippie character um Believing in healing magics And uh tries to pay with Like crystals to cleanse Um (laughs) Rosa's aura Um but again it's just sort of Trying to help both these characters are trying to Help Rosa like Figure out what she actually Wants and um Also, like, Rosa is in complete denial about the state of the world outside of this house. Like, the world itself is destroyed. There's been a collapse of society. And that, like, we see no other characters other than these three, other than these three, except for one other. And Mm. they are, like, a far journeyer. And, like... The concept of money itself, like, holds no value, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's interesting that, like, she's like, I need the money to fix this. But, like, the logic there doesn't work. Like, it's not, it doesn't actually track um, as, a, as an idea. And the other characters seem to realize this and are, like, helping her by, like, giving her food. Like, actual useful things in a post-apocalyptic apocalypse or like trying to help her mental state rather than like and help her see that like the situation isn't going to be fixed by money like yeah yeah that's that's the really clever thing that i think this part does um but yeah
0: yeah it's also interesting this is our second movie in a row where a character is wanting money, but doesn't realize that the money won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? After the big flawed James Bond plan in Goldeneye. Oh
1: my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about now- that.
0: What's this? The the English class doors reopening, and oh, it's God. time for English class of Gareth extra credit. Oh, I'd say uh, Rose's point of view there is a lot like a lot of people's view on climate change. Yo. All right. Hell See yeah. See you after class, teach. <laughs> Ride right off on my. Oh shit! He's taking off on a rough stick
1: on his turbo bike. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's, Whoa! He's Look really how fast he's, he's
0: going. <laughs> oh, wow. Who was that cool, oh. cool English major? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to stay in school. Yeah
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, we we get these these characters introduced here, um, and uh Jen, <laughs> hilariously, we're in mid money, but she says, I gave up on time years ago, and it's like, I guess so. <laughs> that was side A, and this is side B, so I'll give you a pass on that one as mm. you could have you could have had a big gap. Um, Jen, most likely character to listen to Pink Floyd alongside the next 100%. one to be introduced. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have a conversation with um, Jen and Rosa. They have like a cup of tea together. Um, and yeah, she's talking about this project, restoring the house. And um, Jen's trying to divert the conversation to other lighter topics. And is like mm. saying, well, not really lighter co- Topic. she says that the water is rising still um, and Rosa like completely ignores that and uh, then she t- talks about her um, spirit partner <laughs> who is on <laughs> his way um, to stay with them um, and he's, he's coming and she's like well there's heaps of room in the house so he can stay for a while it'll be okay um, and yeah uh, we go into us and them Now, as rosa tries to fix uh the shower because all the characters have been complaining about the water being brown (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and uh to no success and then she goes and tries to she sees that jen and elias are sitting on the couch together like having a good time watching some television um so like i don't know like i guess that implies that other people are out there i don't know maybe they're watching a vhs um
0: yeah i like that uh
1: uh but jen doesn't join them she like has a huff and like moves off because she doesn't really want to see them as like friends i think she's just like the landlord and these are the good for nothing people that stay here and don't pay
0: her yeah yeah i think that's a very easy thing to do when you're in a situation where you feel like it's out of your control as to like if someone you f- is owing you something you mm. feel like you can't really be their friend because you're like well at least i can control the distance i put amongst these yeah people. Yeah. yeah i feel like i had that feeling a lot when i was like in my early 20s and had no idea what was happening in the world but i was like well i can be huffy <laughs> <when I'm>, like <laughs> walking around yeah yeah
1: it's it's something yeah. you grow out of right i guess like you really is yeah. slowly Hard coming way. to terms with like the things you can and can't control in your life and then mm. yeah when something like throws that out of whack it's like oh Oh, I'm just gonna be angry and upset all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah.
0: So oh. you get you learn mm. to deal with it. Um You feel you're oldest, but it is something you grow out of, you yeah. Know, being in a half
1: Yeah. So if you're nineteen so worry, and,
0: 19 <laughs> and a half at
1: us saying that, then it'll pass. Don't don't worry. Yeah. Don't you worry, you nineteen <laughs> year old head. Um oh. uh anyway, uh so this spirit partner, um uh arrives the following morning and he is your uh typical hippie glastonbury attendee type Um, (laughs) yeah full with um tibetan throat singing and all uh is how he is introduced like rosa just hears him and then comes out to the (laughs) to the front of the house and sees him outside um and yeah he's like i like that he's like a big um unkempt uh ginger cat as well, <laughs> like yeah, as a with choice dreadlocks? yeah, incredible, like what a good idea, um yeah, just a just a stray <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah, he's great, um I just as a character i, I really enjoy uh, his presence, his name is Cosmos, <laughs> which is mm. a fantastic name, um good cat name, um,
0: yeah, and drop that down, th-
1: yeah. And, uh, yeah, he has a fantastic, uh, piece of technology. He has like a, um, umbrella tent that he deploys, um, which is incredible. Like Mm. it just looks great as a, as a like prop. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. Um, and he, uh, talks, (laughs) he has a really funny description of money, um, which I believe we're still in, no, we're in us and them. we just miss money when he describes yeah. money as a denomination or note. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what money is. He's <laughs> um, like, what is money? It's some kind of denomination or note. And she's okay. like, yep. Yep. You got it in one bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, um, is going to pay for his stay with his skills as it turns out, he is a tradesman. Um, he's like Mm. a carpenter. He's got like a bunch of tools in a toolbox and Rosa is immediately like delighted by this. Um, but like apprehensive because of who Cosmos Mm. is and like his style. Um, and yeah, so she's willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and sets him to work on a floorboard that came loose on the second floor she was like walking through the corridor and like this floorboard snapped up and smacked her in the back of the head and that's where we saw our fur beetle friend from the previous film lurking under there yeah
0: um still going strong yeah uh
1: and yeah she also says requests that he fix the plumbing and he's like oh yeah i'll do the the carpentry first and then we'll see about that um yeah uh, in the night they have like a little bit of um, mandolin playing and dancing around at Jen's place which is super cute. Um they, yeah. they all like they convince Rosa to get involved and she comes down and has a wee dance and yeah it's just a good time. Like you look from the outside looking in at the house and it's just like a nice thing is actually happening there for like the first time which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and
0: the house's entire existence. Yeah,
1: However... As we're outside, we do see that the water is um, slowly and ominously rising, and the mm-hmm. mist surrounding the house and the skyline is worsening. It's getting thicker. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's really well done this as well because this the like from the outside we were introduced with like a flower on the bank of this um, enormous expanse of water, and like mm-hmm. as the water rises, this um, flower gets submerged. And until like the top of it is like peeking out um, like like someone is drowning is the idea yeah. I think um, but yeah um, anyway uh, so the in the morning um, Rosa wakes up to go and uh, she hears soaring and things and goes to check on the f- work on the floorboard um, no actually no she hears ho- soaring from outside and goes outside to see that a boat has been constructed and mm. um, for Elias, who has requested it. Um, And then she panics and runs upstairs to find that instead of repairing the floorboard, Cosmos has ripped up all the other floorboards in the hallway (laughs) and created up a huge hole in the floor um, in order to build this boat for Elias. Um, she tries to, like, tell Cosmos off and he's just, like, beating a drum in her face and yeah. ignoring her, which is incredibly rude. <laughs> um, mm. uh, but, yeah, that's just Cosmos's whole vibe. He just, like, has one state of mind and it's chilling. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, um, she also, like, demands that he leave and he just, like, completely ignores that. Um, and, yeah, so she goes out to talk to Elias instead who um, and he's been inspired by Cosmos um, to leave. He says he's going to travel away from the house because he can't stay there forever. And Rose is like, oh, shit, because she didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. This feels like a complete blindside to her um, because, like, they were, like, she, it's, like, a huge change in the relationship because she thought that he was uh, her friend, kind of, but also, like, that he would stay there and support her, even though he didn't, he stopped paying with money, um and was just paying with fish uh she thought that they had a good thing going you know like yeah uh, yeah and so it's like a, it's really brutal um and yeah she like uh feels uh really betrayed and like runs off um uh she's like saying like telling him to like bloody leave and get out of here mm. um cosmos continues like random work on the house making changes and fixing things and Rosa gets driven up the wall, but he actually successfully fixes the plumbing with his like loopy doopy method of like random ingredients like garlic and stuff. It actually does. Yeah, fix... and
0: singing to it.
1: Yeah, it actually does fix it. And Rosa's like, oh, shit. And um, manages to put her wallpaper up finally. And while doing so, we see Elias arrive and do the classic like knock at the door, don't knock at the door. Look sheepish and then leave thing. <laughs> like the classic movie, like don't say anything and leave that no and no one saw yeah. move. Um <laughs> and yeah, uh he was gonna say goodbye, but um he doesn't. Mm. Um yeah, so Elias decides to set off and leave on his boat and um Rosa doesn't realize until he's already like left and is off in the distance and like runs out to the dock and sees Jen and Cosmos there as um brain damage comes in and yeah it's really sad it's really really brutal um that like she from her perspective he didn't even say goodbye um Mm. yeah and it's only like emphasized by the next pit we we hear that jen is also preparing to leave um Mm. and tries to convince rosa to come along with them but she's like no 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 well like everyone's gonna leave um everyone's leaving me here but i'll stay and fix the house i'll get it going you know um Cosmos's final piece of um work that he does on the house he creates that there's like a big like for rent sign outside or like apartments for rent and he like has put like a huge lever out here made out of metal um and we don't know what this is yet um but we'll find out and he's like it all like when when the time is right you you can push this lever <laughs> which is not at all <laughs> ominous um yeah So Rosa goes up to Elias's room to do the work in there that she needs to do. And we find that um, Elias has left her a fish as a final rent payment and like a collection of uh, drawings that he's made of the tenants Mm. of the house, which is really, really sweet. It's really lovely. These like beautiful, like depictions of all the friends um, here is like a nice little gift. um, And like he's left a handwritten note as well really really sweet very like human scene i found
0: yeah um and yeah it's amazing how sweet and like just almost kitchen sinky and like small kind of wholesome drama yeah yeah this third part of a stop-motion horror movie is yeah especially considering everyone's played by like weird puppet cats exactly right. yeah
1: it's just you just get lost in it yeah i I was swept away at this point you know Hmm. like it's just so good um yeah so we go into eclipse as we have like jen and rosa having like a final lunch together before jen takes off and we see that um the water has like now breached inside the house it's like pooling around their feet um so like yeah it's it's getting bad um Hmm. And yeah, she roses like questions where they're even going. And Jen's like, I don't know. We don't know what's out there, but we have to try because we can't stay. Like, which is just such, it's such a good mentality for the end of this playthrough of the album. Like mm. this like venturing into the unknown kind of fe- feeling, but having to try and like continue and move on after like, it like hasn't worked. Like what you've tried to do, is not going to work and you've got to let go you've got to move on so that you can grow and continue right like that's the, the the lesson or idea here i think um and yeah so um after this uh jen like lets the mist into the room and rosa is confronted with her fear like the this reality like rushes in with the mist, like hitting her in the face. And she sort of has a half panic attack, half like bad trip, I think. Yeah. uh, Here um, where she has visions of the house being destroyed and her friends all abandoning her. She sees like her friends sitting on the couch and her laughing with them. And then she's all alone and crying. And Mm. um, yeah, it's, uh, she At the end of the vision, she like falls, the like house interior collapses and she falls through the floor and awakens inside um, Cosmos's tent on the shore on the um, outside of the house. And as she wakes up, she sees that Jen and Cosmos are sailing away in their boat and they're calling out to Rosa to come and join them. But the boat is too far away for her to reach And she's like finally realized that she's ready to leave and ready to move on, but it's too late and it's bleak. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, she is like crying and like goes and rests up against the, the sign outside the front of the house, like wading through the water and uh, leans on this big lever and pushes it a little bit and then realizes and uh, pushes the big lever and uh, it, Reveals that the house, the the final changes that um, Cosmos has made to the house is the house is conservatory at the top. The little, like, dome opens up to reveal, like, a large, like, propeller. Um, uh, and, yeah, the house, like, itself starts shaking itself free from the its foundations. There's a mm. fantastic shot, like, a practical effect, I think, of the house, like, sinking into... Like, the foundation coming loose and water pouring into where it was. I have no idea how they did this, like, actually, but it looks great. Like, because you couldn't do this with stop motion because the water looks too good. But, like, it's it's very yeah. cool. Um, I, def- I think this is
0: the only CG. This and this oh, are right. the only, like, CG in the whole film. Right. Although I think the Dancing Beatles might be as well. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no, they're really, really good. Um so, yeah, I, I was impressed by this effect anyway, even though it's not technically stop motion. It still works. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Rosa runs up the stairs of the house as it's, like, breaking free from the foundation and, yeah, she finds a big, like, steering wheel up here, like a ship's helm um, yeah. at the top of the house and, yeah, realizes that the house itself has been converted into an enormous boat. And, yeah, they, she sails out towards the horizon and catches up with um, the uh, the group of um, Jen and Cosmos and uh, Elias as well joins in his boat. And, yeah, we just see them sailing off into the sunrise, um, I mm-hmm. believe. And, yeah, it's um, really, really lovely. I'm so glad that this one has... A positive end um yeah <laughs> uh yeah we are oh in on the run for this final
0: part which is a little bit off doesn't really work um yeah. yeah i don't know to me on the run is the sound of pink floyd themselves opening their little conservatories on the tops of their heads a little propeller comes out and they just sail away as little stop motion boats yeah you know yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what happens every time you go to a pink floyd concert and they play on the run <laughs> yeah yeah
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Everyone sails around and has a good time. Yeah. Um, Oh. (laughs) And yeah. Uh, Yeah. Then we go into the closing credits, which um, does have another musical number uh, uh, made for this um, film. It's like a song written about the house, like it being Mm. a burden and a curse to all who inhabit it. Like this like bomb and like uh, it's like half like, advertisement half like foreboding omen (laughs) it's really good um the lyrics if if you pay attention so yeah
0: um yeah by Jarvis Cocker as well like nice the big question is is he supposed to still be in character as the rat
1: (laughs) maybe it's he's not doing the same voice so
0: oh good point yeah yeah
1: um but yeah that's the the third and final part and what did you think Mm -hmm. and how did it sync
0: what did I think and how did it sync overall yeah, and also just this part. Yeah. But like, it,
1: it, we don't, we don't, we can just do it all, all overall. I think you know, like this part. Okay, I yeah. feel like as a whole, this part synced the least well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Out of the three. 100%. But it is still. It was a lot of fun still, and like we had two like bangers when it came to syncs earlier. So, yeah. you know, like I'm willing to give it a pass.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking this might be. A number that does look quite comfy to live in. Mm. The number eight. Ooh. Yeah. Eight out of ten, no on it sinks.
1: Yeah. I like that a lot. I I agree yeah. with you, actually. Yeah. That makes that makes sense to me. Nice. Big eight. Nice. For the I house. want it to
0: slide in just underneath house. So, it's house and the house. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. Okay. On the graph. Yeah. Put it there. Oh, nice. Put it there. Put it there. And... <laughs> Ah, uh, and speaking of putting it there, let's put a segment here. Oh! James, I want to know, if you were to build a house, yes. that house was to sync with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, mm-hmm. what's that house like?
1: Oh, man. Okay, so I did think a lot about this. Um, mm. We've got, uh, I want, like, I want it to be similar to this house. Like, I think it has okay. a similar, like, foreboding kind of energy that the house from the movie the house would have it's some it has it's the kind of house that's existed for a long time and it definitely has the same kind of like house on the hill feeling in my mind um yeah yeah it's it's something with a hell of a lot of character like almost like scooby-doo villain haunted house um feeling but no with no ghosts it's a real house it's it just looks a lot like that, you know. You go there and it's yeah. like, oh, it's just this old mansion, you know. Like you would, everyone makes jokes about it being haunted, but like it's not. Uh, <laughs> that's the <laughs> feeling that I get. Um, from the like the materials, the the bit that the us as the the rat bugs care about, I would say that <laughs> obviously, buddy, this this house has a lot of walls. It's got to have brick walls. <laughs> Um, yeah. built brick by brick you could say um, uh, just another brick in that wall um, and yeah that's vital um, I think there's one room th- with the giant inflatable pig in it um, just crammed into the room <laughs> um, just like fully inflated as well and people just don't talk about that room like it's just in there um, yeah, yeah it's just the pig room um, uh, I went else? to an art
0: gallery in Sydney and they had a room that was just a huge inflating ball. And it was the funniest <laughs> thing. I didn't know it was gonna be there. It was the funniest thing to just walk into a room, huge inflating ball, taking up the whole room. Yeah. Walk away, come back and the ball's small again, and it's just reinflating. Whoa. So I'm I'm moving into this house. I'm loving it. That sounds great. Know? Um
1: yeah. there are like each um separate wings of the house in my mind. Each for the um the members of the floyd and there Ooh. are there are large um portraits of them in each of the rooms like like renaissance style paintings of them um that uh like just dominate the whole room and have eyes that watch you that kind of feeling um yeah. and yeah but they're like holding their instruments as well like mm-hmm. like there's just like david gilmore at like a theremin but like he's dressed like like the archbishop of canterbury
0: like
1: mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Like just depicted on like uh like a 15 foot painting. That's, that's what I want for this house. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically all I've got. I just, I want the, like the big house on the hill energy. I think that is,
0: is the house that Floyd built. Um, yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Cool. I'm moving in. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the rent's very good. Um, in fact. Oh, <laughs> in fact, you
0: you don't have to pay anything,
1: you just have to move in and you can't move out.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard about this plan going wrong. I'll do yeah. it.
1: We will also destroy the house that you currently live in. But that's after you oh, move. Okay. So <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So my version of this house yeah. would sink with Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it's it's not going to be cozy, because this house is made entirely of brutalist metal. Ooh. And it's very, like, big open spaces. Lots of, like, you're seeing the metal, you're seeing the, the rock, the iron, mm. everything's there. But just growing through the middle of this house and kind of steering this house on where it goes is a beautiful tree. It's just a big, big tree growing through the middle of this house. That's very nice. That's my house that sinks with Dark Side and the Moon. Oh. Now, what is wild is you and I were going to record this on a Monday. Mm -hmm. No, on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it's now a Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Yes, sorry.
0: What happened in between was I went to a meeting at my work on Monday, Mm -hmm. and it was with some, like, um, interior designer types. They started describing a building in um, Dubai that is exactly this building. Whoa, what? You're telling me that the yeah. Pink Floyd house exists? Yeah, the Netherlands Pavilion oh, in Dubai, um, designed by V8 Architects, is a brutalist, like, pyramid-y building with a big tree in the middle. And I could not bring myself to say, guys, this is the house I imagined would sink with Dark Side of the Moon. That I was going to talk about on my podcast. Wow. Yeah, it's real. And I think the tree in there is a fake tree that can grow mushrooms. So even more psychedelic rock and roll.
1: I'm trying to see. oh my God, this place is wild. Yeah. What? It looks crazy. What was the, what was the first part? The something pavilion? Sorry. The
0: Netherlands pavilion.
1: Netherlands, right. I think I'm looking at the right thing.
0: Yeah. Whoa. I don't think there's many other houses that are, I guess this isn't a house, but um, that are brutalist with a big tree in the middle. So. I think
1: it, this, yeah. this is exactly it. It even kind of looks like the album is the crazy <laughs> yeah, thing. <right>. Like, <laughs> that's the, the wild part is that it's got like all the same shapes going on. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Cool. What a find. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Great. Well, wow, we'll have to provide a link to um, the the Netherlands Pavilion in the in the description. We will
0: do, in the show notes.
1: Fantastic.
0: Okay. All right. Great work, everyone. And speaking of providing, Ooh. James, can you please provide me with the film we're going to watch and discuss oh, next week? Yes, of course I can, Gareth. I'm a I'm a benevolent
1: ruler. I'm a very kind person, Gareth, and everyone should trust me. And um, it's my uh, I'm getting married, uh, coming up, obviously, uh, making this up. It's yeah, not at all we've... true, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, you're invited to uh, the wedding of the season. Um, uh, but my bride to be theres a, there's a pesky, uh, problem that I'm trying to take care of and trying to
0: stop this from happening.
1: Uh, my, my, I young... do
0: not know what this film is, but oh, my, <laughs> so my, far. my
1: young princess, uh, is going to, is going to be marrying me. And uh, yes, she will be my bride. It's the Princess Bride, Gareth. Oh. Um, this week coming up, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and yeah, because we're running out of like uh, of films that exist <laughs> in the world. <laughs> much, I've okay. got I've got my favorites uh, coming up. Basically, I think I'm going to run through a fair few of them. Um, and yeah,
0: good. So Princess Bride coming up. Here we go. You listeners can also be the bride of a princess <laughs> by logging on to facebook.com <laughs> and just clicking every link you see. Oh. I'm sure one of them will end up with you know, marrying if that, a princess. That's a good idea. Um, <laughs> and one of those links can be the Facebook page for this podcast. Yeah. Or the Twitter page at Sink Floyd Pod. Uh, you can email us, email us oh. your favorite princess scams oh yeah singfloodpod at gmail.com and until next time i've been gareth blackler
1: i've been
0: james Barron. you've been 19 and shivering <laughs> and we'll see you on the dark side of the moon <laughs> that was my best lap dance how many do you want me? <laughs> I'm an outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> that scared the cat. <laughs> the cat meowed out of it.